0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is recorded in Psalm 81, verses 8 through 10. Hear, O my people, and I will admonish you. O Israel, if you will listen to me, there shall be no foreign god among you, nor shall you worship any foreign god. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Dear fellow redeemed, when you're hungry, what type of food do you eat? What's your favorite food that satisfies a deep craving you may have? Is it sweet, crunchy, salty, or creamy? After you've eaten it, how long do you feel satisfied? When I'm hungry, I'm a creature of habit, a bowl of lucky charms for breakfast, a sweet and salty almond or peanut granola bar to get some protein in the mid morning, and an apple or banana in the late afternoon. From the drawings students have left on the dry erase board outside my office, I see that some have taken notice of my snacking habits. These snacks often satisfy my hunger when I've gone too long without eating any food. But what do you turn to when you have a deeper emotional or spiritual hunger inside? In our psalm today, God is talking about more than physical food. An apple, a banana, granola bar, or a bowl of Lucky Charms do little to satisfy our emotional or spiritual needs. Only God can do this. In this call to worship Him alone, He invites us, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. When we have a deep, deep need to be satisfied, like loneliness, fear, or pain, God invites us to turn to him. He wants to feed us in a way that really satisfies our deepest needs. Psalm 81 is filled with imagery from the exodus from Egypt and the 40 years of Israel's wandering in the wilderness. This was a time of great hunger for the Israelites, a time of testing. Why did God's people experience this time of hunger? Moses answers in Deuteronomy, So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. The 40 years of Israel's wandering in the wilderness is one of the reasons that our season of Lent is 40 days. We are also reminded of Jesus 40 days of fasting and temptation in the wilderness. Lent has traditionally been a period of fasting for many Christians. In recent months, we have experienced periods of testing, a pandemic, supply chain interruptions, wars and rumors of wars, resulting in empty shelves and high prices at the gas pump and grocery stores. To whom do we turn in these times of testing? Our text warns us whom not to turn to. There shall be no foreign god among you, nor shall you worship any foreign god. In case we too quickly want to let ourselves off the hook when it comes to idolatry and chasing after other gods, Luther asks in the large catechism, what does it mean to have a god? Or what is a god? Answer, a god means that from which we are to expect all good and to which we are to take refuge in all distress. So that to have a God is nothing else than to trust and believe him from the whole heart. As I've often said that the confidence and faith of the heart alone make both God and an idol. What are our 21st century American idols to which we turn in times of testing? Well-known Christian author, John Piper wrote, The greatest enemy of hunger for God is not poison, but apple pie. It is not the banquet of the wicked that dulls our appetite for heaven, but endless nibbling at the table of the world. It is not the X-rated video, but the prime time dribble of triviality we drink in every night. For all the ill that Satan can do when God describes what keeps us from the banquet table of his love, it is a piece of land, a yoke of oxen and a wife. The greatest adversary of love to God is not his enemies, but his gifts. And the most deadly appetites are not for the poison of evil, but for the simple pleasures of earth. For when these replace an appetite for God himself, the idolatry is scarcely recognizable and almost incurable. Our psalm is a call for us to repent to of our misplaced anger, hunger, to admit that we have put our focus on the gifts rather than the giver, that our hearts have turned to, the, to secret idols. God calls out to his people, hear, O my people, and I will admonish you. O Israel, if you will listen to me. God points to the Exodus as a reminder of the way God has loved them. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. God redeemed his people, rescuing them from slavery. Israel had called upon God in their trouble and God delivered them at the first Passover, his wrath passing over those whose names were marked, whose homes were marked with the blood of the lamb, and then miraculously leading them through the waters of the Red Sea while destroying their pursuing enemies. In an even greater way, God sent Jesus to redeem us from the slavery of sin, to liberate us from the rule of darkness and to transfer us into his kingdom of grace. While our hunger is often misplaced, Jesus had the perfect hunger to do the will of God, as he says in John 4, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. In the wilderness, even in his hunger, he defeated the temptations of Satan by using God's powerful word. As the perfect Lamb of God, he carried all of our sins to the cross, where his death made satisfaction for them. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Through his blessed birth, obedience, cross, death, and resurrection, Christ has removed from us the guilt and power of our sin. God also wants his Christians to know that all our tribulations are only testings of our faith and that his heart and steadying hand are also with us at such times. In Christ, God invites us, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. He tells us to open our mouths wide so that from Christ's fullness, we may be filled with grace upon grace. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. God would have his people turn nowhere else than to his word. For he is the Lord our God, who has redeemed us from sin, death, and the devil. He is abundantly providing his word and sacraments to fill the ears and mouths of his children so that we do not starve. In his means of grace, we can have even today a precious foretaste of the feast to come. We can have contentment with the little or the much that we have in this life when our lives and faith are centered on Christ, the bread of life from heaven. For he has promised, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have rescued your people from slavery and through the passion of your son, acquired a new people united in his body and marked with the sign of his holiness. Feed us with your finest bread so that we may have food for this life and a foretaste of eternity, where you live and reign with your Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.